These are the true stories of sequestered strangers. Ordered to shelter in place, work from home, and have their love lives taped. Find out what happens when people stop wearing pants. And start getting real. This is the real world, I think, with love under lockdown. Hey everyone. Hey all. My name is Kara Cutter. And I'm Farah D. And we're longtime friends currently under shelter in place orders in the city of San Francisco. During a recent Zoom happy hour, we found ourselves wondering how our single friends were handling virtual dating. And if any of our wedded friends are ready to kill each other. And then we got curious to know how others were faring in this unique time of COVID. And just like that, love under lockdown was born. We have spoken to people all over the U.S. and abroad, including a woman who describes herself as the hall pass mistress in a marriage on the rocks, a newly single born-again Christian who is treated to a third date at Costco, an entrepreneur who found himself missing sex parties, so he took them online, a recently incarcerated reality TV star nursing a broken heart, and so many more. We are excited to share our favorite stories with you, as well as a few tips and party tricks we've picked up along the way, like how to be virtually flirty and keep the phone sex dirty. All in all, we've been blown away by the spirit of creativity that has prevailed as people have figured out new ways to connect. One of our most burning questions was around virtual courtship. Like when do quarantine daters move from the screen to the sheets? Lucky for us, we found Caitlin, who took us behind the mask of socially distant dating with a story that'll have you choking on your banana bread. So here we go. So Caitlin, we found Caitlin in our own backyard of San Francisco. We searched the world and we found the best story in San Francisco. Not not surprising. Her story is really interesting because we get to discuss kind of how courting is in this time of COVID and how people even go from the virtual dating, meeting someone on an app, and then progressing to a point where they actually meet each other in person. And I'm not going to give anything away here, but this story is amazing because Caitlin was actually ghosted by the person with whom she is about to go on a quarantine dating adventure. I mean, the concept also that you can be ghosted and possibly unghosted is kind of interesting. Oh, I like that. Unghosted. Yeah. And her story it really takes you on a ride of interesting, some moments I was embarrassed, she wasn't, but I was embarrassed <laughs> for her. Okay, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah. Okay. So when we had the privilege of speaking with Caitlin, we were about eight weeks if you will recall, into the pandemic. So the San Francisco Bay Area shut down on St. Patrick's Day, actually March 17th. So I would say that was a good call in terms of uh, curtailing the outbreak early on. San Francisco really likes St. Patrick's Day, or maybe it's just me. No, they love it. The city gets torn up. And I always forget (laughs) about it until I'm walking around and I'm like, there's an obsession amount of wildly intoxicated people because I'm not falling out of alleys (laughs) like what is happening over there you can smell the booze the streets just smell of piss and beer (laughs) which actually happens a lot but yeah yeah it was like mid-May and I remember 
constantly being on house parties. So there was like unscheduled uh, meetings going on, which was like really cool. And then always Zoom happy hours. So you were going on like five a week. I had maybe like two or three. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't have any work meetings anymore because my business tanked and that oh, was unfortunate and still uh, doing money. I lost that out of contract too, but yeah. feel very fortunate and yes. lucky to have been healthy, remained healthy, mm-hmm. and not have to worry where my next meal was coming from. Right. Definitely that is a unique quarantine experience. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky to have just been mostly bored and grateful for that. So Caitlin's story is an amazing one. Absolutely. She really took us on a journey. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed yeah. every minute of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Should we get to it? Yeah. Let's okay, go. Here we go. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Woo-hoo. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. So nice to connect with you. Yay. Um, can you just give us a little background on yourself, where you're quarantining, who with, all that good stuff? Sure. Um, yes. I am quarantining in San Francisco in the city proper in Pack Heights. I am in a I guess what you would call a junior one bedroom in the city. Uh, so quarantining by myself. So no kids, uh, no pets, no plants, no significant others living in this apartment with me. I had to go to my actual downtown office today for the first time since shelter in place to get a package that I accidentally sent there and help myself to wine that I had previously had shipped to the office for a happy hour. <laughs> so, that was a also, worthwhile trip. And cheap in that way. And then I was like, this is now coming home with me. <laughs> was it surreal to be in the office? It was bananas. I did not really? see a single person besides the security guard. No one at reception, no one in the mailroom, no one working. It was wild. You know, the first time we drove through the city and seeing the streets actually deserted in person is so much crazier than the picture. You know, it's one thing to see the pictures of the streets yeah. deserted, but when you're actually like in Union Square, it's just surreal. Yeah. All right. So tell us your relationship status. So let's start from the beginning. I've been single for about a year and a half. Pre-quarantine, I ran into a friend of mine on the way to work. She had just gotten engaged and she had mentioned that her she met her fiance on Bumble and I was like, fine, you know, I guess I'll get back on the apps and, and see how it goes. Because, um, you know, like the whole thing where you're like, I'm going to do this and see, and then you do it and you're like, this is horrifying and people are gross and everyone is awful. <laughs> and then you get up and you're like, I'm just going to meet someone in real life. It's magic. It'll happen. And then it doesn't happen. And then you get back on. So that whole cycle. So I get back on and I got on Hinge. Around what time? I'm curious. To get, like this would be sometime in February, like early. Okay, February. that's recent. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, honestly, his his profile picture is so heinous, and I can't do his profile. I've never seen a guy have a. It's just impossible. But he don't know what is like their flattering angle or how to not look creepy. Why is this so hard? Yeah, it was like an ill-fitting t-shirt and then like very 1990s sunglasses that like would be cool on an influencer now but like not cool on a guy you might want to see naked i was like oh um but his subsequent photos were very cute and he was very funny and i was like all right let's let's see what happens here so we start texting there's really good funny banter and we kind of loosely 
made plans to like finally meet up for a drink. And then he just went radio silent. And so in the way these things go, you're like, whatever, no big deal. Some dude I met on Hinge, just delete the thread onto the next one. Didn't even think about it. Probably like midnight of the night that shelter in place has started. And I get this text the next morning during work from that guy that was like, hey, now that shelter in place has started, do you uh, wanna start texting again that leads to nowhere and to nothing? <laughs> like, cool, um, you have no follow through, no thank you, buzz off. But I have no willpower and I was like, I, I need to be entertained. So we of course start texting and he's very funny. And those texts led to like FaceTimes and Zooms and like Zoom happy hours just like this. <laughs> and it was actually really liberating because there was no pressure to be like, oh, are we, do we have to make out at the end of this? Do we have to go home together? And totally. I was just totally my TMI self. And he saw me in pajamas, in my glasses, with like a hair mask on or like a face mask on. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. I'm never going to see you in real life. Like, you get what you get. <laughs> I love that. So it's like you guys, your relationship is almost like turboed into seeing your authentic yeah, it's, it's like you we, you bypassed kind of like the cute, like charming flirtiness and like good outfits and good hair. And I'm like, no, you-, you. And pretending you're not psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Very familiar with that. Wait, uh-huh. so was there a brief period where you dressed up for a Zoom date? Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, I love it. You just, you were like, so, I got nothing to lose. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, I don't care, whatever. And like, I don't know, I, I'm not in like- I'm not a total slob during shelter in place. I like to put on, you know, real shirts, <laughs> but I wasn't in like- That's the bar, yeah. Like a, yeah, I was definitely in sweatpants, but like, you know, a, maybe a cute yeah. top or like a cute t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and- no, You're not a sociopath. You're not wearing jeans, no. Yeah, no one's wearing hard pants. <laughs> <laughs> like FaceTime happy hours, kind of, we, that ended up leading to us just- talking on the phone almost every night, whether it was a FaceTime or just casually chatting on the phone about your day and your family. And then we were co-watching the last season of um, Schitt's Creek, which was just so charming. Don't know if you guys are watching that. So we were co-watching that together. And um, he, and then one of the things that came up while we were talking was how much he likes to cook and how much I hate cooking, but I like to eat oh. food that other people make. Yeah, <laughs> so a man had, loves to cook. Yeah, we had this brilliant idea for what we call the sidewalk date, um, which was that I would walk down to his place, which was just like 15 minutes away from me, and he would cook, and using a rope and pulley system, would lower this meal down to the sidewalk, and I would eat on the sidewalk, and then we did exactly <laughs> that, so exactly that happened. So <laughs> it's like the first time <gasps> I guess we met in real life, I walked down there and he lowered down in a tote a uh, a delicious hamburger, a little tiny bag of French fries, and then a speaker <laughs> playing the the like simply the best from Schitt's Creek. So if you're watching it, you Stop. know. Um, and a picnic blanket. It's and like a, a full on say anything. It was very cute. I sent beers back up. Um, he wore a guest <laughs> wow. jacket. It's like okay. So I was surprised. Sexy. <laughs> And it was really nice. So I ate this delicious burger and then just yelled up at him in his like three-story apartment. And um, you ate the burger on the street. I ate the burger on the street. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I love and then we, you. We kept doing this. So he made like barbecue, lamb chops, tacos. So tons of meals on the. Wait, how do you know he's making these items? <laughs> I know now. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have known at the time, but now I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But I've oh. cooked now. 
she's broken quarantine. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Has he come to you for a socially distant picnic? No. Um, There have been picnics. He's not been in my apartment, but so I'll I'll keep going on this on this sidewalk adventure. Love it. So people definitely gave me like weird looks because when you see somebody drinking on the street in San Francisco, they're like, something is wrong with you. You were up to no good. But then they would like look up and see him and they're yelling. So they'd be like, okay, this is adorable. You guys are so cute. (laughs) And I was like, it's just me. I'm the adorable one. Um, and like the same guy and his dog would keep walking by. The dog's name was Jackson. So I just kept like making friends with his neighbors <laughs> that would walk by and their pets. Um, and that eventually, like, I was like, I don't even know if you have legs because I've only seen you from like the shoulder up or what I can see like in your window or on the wow. video screen. So we ended up, we like started taking walks around the city. So we walked to Buena Vista for their Irish coffees to go. We did like a Domino's pizza party in the park. So Domino's Pizza does not deliver to my Pack Heights apartment because it's too fancy, but they will deliver to Lafayette Park. (laughs) (laughs) You, we had a delicious picnic there. Um, And you're walking six feet apart or walking walking six feet apart. So no touching at this point. Haven't kissed, haven't like, (laughs) no idea like if there's even chemistry. We walked to the mission one day. We went to, um, gosh, the Lazy Bear Camp Commissary that they have where you can get takeaway sandwiches and cocktails and six mile adventure. And I'm going to throw out that at this point, he has seen me take lactate because I am so lactose intolerant, but I want to eat all the cheese. Okay. So he has seen me take a lactate before, you know, you drink like milk and whiskey and an Irish coffee or you eat a Domino's pizza. So just want to preface this next part of the story with that he is very aware that I am lactose intolerant. So we have these like walking dates and finally he's like, do you want to come up to my house for dinner? It's been like four or five weeks. We have not touched each other. We're clearly like isolating alone. We're not hanging out with other people. Um, And I was kind of wary, but I was also really curious, like what does his apartment look like? Is there even chemistry or are we going to do another six weeks where we're like not touching and we're friend zoning and it's weird. What if he smells bad? I know. I know. And like, who, who, guys are weird. You never know what you're going to find in there in an apartment. It could be like a mattress on the floor or it could be like a beautiful castle. You never so true. know. Yeah. So go over there. Um, gosh, this is probably like three weeks ago from now at this point. So go over there for dinner you walk in. His apartment is beautiful, like beautiful views of the bay and you can oh. see the bridge and Alcatraz and Palace of <gasps> Fine Arts. So it's like sweeping views of the bay, really interesting art, great books. Um, it's nicely decorated. And by like San Francisco standards, frankly, a mansion because it's a full one bedroom. And then wow. and there's a dining room and there's a washer and a dryer oh, and there's woo. a garage and a Peloton annex. Oh my God, so much space. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I was like, great, you can never come to my poor person in bedroom now. I no. thought I had a big apartment, but I do not. <laughs> and he had told me ahead of time, he was like, I'm going to make like a vodka sauce, which I don't know if you know this, it's a cream-based pasta sauce. And I was like, fine, I will bring the lactate. I'm in. However, this fool serves me a (laughs) cheese course to start the cream-based vodka sauce over lobster, a a cheesy garlic bread 
and then a homemade ice cream sandwich for dessert. Oh, and oh. it was delicious. Like I ate it all of it. I went back for more. I have no self-control. And then at the same time, I think because we were like probably nervous about being in each other's like actual presence for the first time in real life. Um, we had like two bottles of red wine and two bottles of champagne before we kissed for the first time. So then we kissed and the good news is, well, there's chemistry. And then the bad news is about like a minute later, I was like, oh no. And he's like, what? And I'm just like, oh, um, oh no. And then ran to the bathroom. Oh no. This beautiful, all white, pristine, 11 foot tall ceiling bathroom and projectile vomited (gasps) everywhere, all over the place for like half an hour. And I only say how tall the ceilings are because definitely I barked up somehow no. on the ceiling, even though I pointed down. <laughs> and he was okay, so lovely. Then. He was like, are you, are you okay? Can I help you? And I was this like horrible monster that was like, give me the bleach and let me die alone. Oh, like, don't talk to me. Um, so yeah, so then I like tried my best to clean it up. And afterwards, he's like petting my hair and he's like so sweet. He's like, you can stay here. I'll stay on the couch. Oh my God. And he's like, I like you so much. And I don't know why. And I'm like, I obviously don't know <laughs> at this point. No one has the answer to that question yeah, right in this moment, but and we think we're getting there. He's like, I'll drive you home. And I'm like, you're too drunk. I insisted on walking home alone at 3 a.m., which is a terrible idea. I'm sorry, mom. I did it anyway. I just was like ill and like sweaty. And I was like, I just want to be by myself. So I walk home. It's like 3 a.m. My boss calls me at seven and she's like, hey, I can't make this call in New York. Um, can you leave this at eight? And I was like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. But then I was on these lovely work calls, like little half an hour calls from like eight to four all day, just like green and kind of slimy. <laughs> And he calls to check in at the end of the day. And he's like, I just, how are you feeling? Are you okay? And I was like, gosh, I'm so sorry. Should I? Is this from lactose intolerance? This is I, from like, being drunk. Right? I think this is both combo. a combo of heavy cream <laughs> and oh, also okay. basically four bottles of booze. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's both. Dumb decisions and no self-control. Oh my God. <laughs> you keep saying that you have no self-control, no, no willpower. No, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, that's, this is also why I was on the phone with my therapist before I talked to you guys. Oh, okay. Was that the <laughs> theme of the call and with your therapist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you say that. I have a feeling you have self-control, full power. Mm-hmm. You wanna, uh, you're holding you wanna, down a job. Yeah, you have a beautiful job. apartment behind you that I can and, see a good one-sixth of. So Honestly, to have done that many dates and not have touched I honestly don't think I would have done that in my single days. It's been a while, but like, I feel like I remember my form of self-control would be, I'm not going to shave my legs. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and then I would have sex and it would just be like, I just like mortified. Just mortified. Yeah. I'm like, I have no self-control. Like to me, it's like the fact that you went on all these dates, that's so much self-control. Definitely. Well, I think I, so I feel like I get really anxious and uptight on like regular first dates. Um, where I do feel like there's a lot of pressure to like make some kind of decision if you want to get physical by the end of the date or not, especially here in San Francisco, there's that arbitrary like three months, three months, three date rule. We're like a third date. <laughs> if you're not sleeping together, there's no point in hanging out. And that makes me wildly uncomfortable. Mm. And I think for yeah. as much of like an extroverted and outgoing person and like friendly person as I am, I'm much more reserved when it comes to my body, my feelings, mm. who I want to get intimate with. And so for me, this whole like shelter in place 
way of getting to know somebody is like just my speed. Like I love a good slow burn and I love not rushing into anything. And um, this is your jam. My jam. Quarantine's your jam. Little, we're yeah. all like weirdos in our own way. And I'm like, you can now get to know like, I don't know, the kinder, like nicer, softer side of me, uh, the more you get to know me versus like right off the bat where I'm a little like, I don't know you, I'm going to keep you at like our mm. distance. So uh, it's been, it's been really nice. But yeah, he called to check in and he's like, you don't need to be embarrassed. And I was like, I, I'm not embarrassed. Like you tried to poison me. <laughs> this is embarrassed. <laughs> You know I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, I'm like you. And you served cream or dairy in four different courses. Right, that's right. And then he keeps even now. He's like, I made you this cheesecake. Do you want a grilled cheese? And I'm like, Are you messing with me or are you stupid? I don't know. <laughs> no, no DTRs. But I and I'm definitely not going to bring. What's it up DTR? Because, oh, define the relationship. Okay. Oh, I've never even heard that. Me either. Oh, y'all have been married too long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I've had some friends ask if I would be open to that conversation and I would, but I don't want to be the one to instigate it, but I'm along for the ride right now. And it's really nice. Do you know he's not lowering meals to other women? <laughs> I, I don't know. I would be surprised if he was. <laughs> That's a lot of effort. I can't imagine like putting that much effort into multiple people. Oh, I'd have to know. I'm too psycho. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have to ask. Okay. I feel like I have a pretty, and who knows if this is right. I feel like I have a pretty good gut feeling or intuition. If somebody is interested in other people besides me, having dated other people who have been interested in other women besides me. And you just yeah. know where there's like, True. oh, response is different. Or mm-hmm. why didn't like, I hear from you like every day. Why didn't I hear from you the last like three days? And you know mm-hmm. something. I think there's a lot in the cadence of communication, yeah. even if it's, yeah short and you know not like you're talking for three hours but if it's regular and predictable i think there is something to that yeah i also think that if you're willing to listen to it your intuition is very strong like a woman's intu- if you're the type of person who's tuned into your intuition you do just yeah yeah no. absolutely so with okay. your man like your i don't know what to define him because you're dtf but the, this guy that you're or no, <laughs> Wait, I need to know if you've gotten intimate yet. That's, this is an important detail. Um, yes. So I did not obviously spend the night when I barfed. I did spend the night a few nights later, but I, it was very PG. I kept, I wore sweatpants and I kept my sweatpants on the whole night, but I did let him touch my boobs. But also let me tell you, sleeping in just sweatpants and no shirt is so uncomfortable and so hot. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. I was like trying to be yeah. good, whatever. And then the third time around, I was like, I'm, I'm over it. I am DTF, as, as the youth would say. As a youth. <laughs> and I, was, I was pleasantly surprised and it was, it was great. So because oh, really? you also, that's like another thing. You never know what a guy's apartment is going to look like. And you never know what like your first like intimate sleepover is going to be like. And if things will mesh well and you know, but it was nice. So you're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> Something you said twice, and I, I, I really related to it. I love that you kept referring to people as weirdos and yourself as a weirdo. And I just am curious to know how you think that you're weird. Great question. Like, one, on one end, I've been like a, a mature woman with a great career and like can put my business hat on at the same time. If you're going to tell me a joke about farts, I'm probably going to laugh about it. Um, love making a bad pun, love bad movies. I guess these things aren't that weird. I guess it's like when someone weird at all. Path of being like, Oh, I'm such a dork. Like, okay, fine. We're all dorks. Like, I, I don't know. 
Well, what's weird, but it's kind of cute to think about what could be wonderfully weird about you and your man together. You know, like when you find the two weirds. I mean, I think maybe our our love for fat kid foods. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next for you in the sky? Are you, when are you speaking next? When are you seeing each other next? Well, we talk on the phone every night. So I imagine we will chat after, uh, shortly after this call. Um, And we have a very cool uh, spreadsheet in Google Docs that outlines the list of foods I want to eat, foods he wants to cook, and restaurants we want to go to either for takeout or when COVID is over. So, Aww. wow, you guys are such you guys are yeah. Okay, there. I'm, I, I, how you're I have weird. a really romantic food spreadsheet, <laughs> <laughs> which right, well, to be continued. Thank you so so much, and so yeah, much. good luck with this new and budding relationship. And you're killing quarantine. Keep it up. Yes, you are. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, Caitlin. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Love Under Lockdown. We really appreciate it. If you have any stories or requests for stories that you would like to hear or even questions you'd like to ask, you can email us directly at loveunderlockdown at gmail.com. Or you can connect with us on Instagram at lul.pod. That's at lul.pod. We would love to connect with you there. And we're going to be posting some adorable pictures of Caitlin's sidewalk date, as well as linking to her food spreadsheet. So if you're a foodie or appreciate food the way that Caitlin does and want to get a glimpse into what she's looking forward to eating and what her significant other is looking forward to cooking for her, definitely check out their foodie spreadsheet. Thanks again for listening to the first episode of Love Under Lockdown. I love watching shit that hits different later, by the way. Have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? As an adult, no. That shit hits so effing different. Really? Yeah. Because when I watch it, I felt bad for Robin Williams' character. The second time I watch it, I only feel bad for the mom. I'm like, she was a lawyer in San Francisco. (laughs) He's fucking busy. Holding up this beautiful house. And the deadbeat dad doesn't have a job, doesn't do anything. She comes home from work. The house is a mess. He, he didn't do a thing. And he, so she has to do the second shift, clean up everything. And then she gets a divorce, has a glow up, and it gets with Pierce Brosnan. But then her psycho ex-husband has to dress up as a nanny. To get, like, it just hits so different. Oh, my God. I love your recap of Mrs. Doubt. Oh, my gosh. It's that so funny. It. Like, a lot of things. You're just like, A glow-up and sympathy for a working mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>